Blog Talk Radio. Stevie B's Media Production is a part of the Shellcaster Network. The proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ by members of the Churches of Christ. With your host, Stevie R. Butler. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show.
You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Good evening, wherever you are in the world listening to this radio broadcast. Stevie B's Media Production presents What a Word from the Lord radio show. I'm your host this evening, Stevie R. Butler. And this radio show is being broadcast from Stevie B Media Production at the Carolina studio in the great state of North Carolina. Ladies and gentlemen, we are just grateful for the privilege to be able to bring you a program where we as Christians and members of the Churches of Christ can share our faith and preach and teach the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ on a weekly basis. If you'd like to contact us while we're on the air this evening, just give us a call to the live show at 713-955-0508. Or you can go to the Blog Talk Radio website and listen to the show live there. I just checked the show before I came on the air. It was on page one when I checked it. Now, once I'm on the air, they probably moved it up to page I'm sorry, it was on page two before I came on the air. It's probably on page one now that I'm on the air. That's normally how they do it. So I think you really enjoy that website there on Blog Talk Radio. If you have any questions or comments for any of my special guests or co-hosts on this radio show, you can send your emails to my new email address, butlersteve1009 at yahoo.com. Or you can call Stevie B Media Production at the Carolina Studio at 910-491-6400. Now, again, this program is brought to you by members of the Churches of Christ, and if you need any assistance in locating the congregation in your area, please feel free to contact us. Now, folks, get out your Bibles and stand along with us here on What a Word from the Lord radio show. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Before we go into our program this evening, I would ask that you would bow with me in a word of prayer that we may thank God for this opportunity. Our most kind, gracious, loving, heavenly Father, the Father, our Lord, and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for allowing us to go through the various activities of the day and placing it on our hearts that we are on this broadcast and we are prepared now to present a portion of your holy and divine word. Father, we pray that you will be my co-host, I'm sorry, my special guest speaker, Anthony Blunt, and my co-host, Isa Mullins, as they break into our listeners the bread of life. Father, we pray that you'll just continue to bless them and their families that support their efforts, that they may continue to sow the seed of the kingdom. Father, we pray that you would bless our listeners who are tuning in via blog talk radio as well as through social media. We pray that they may listen well, that they may consider their eternal stance before you and that their hearts may be prayed. And it will cause them to ask the question, what must I do to be saved? Father, we thank you for sending your only begotten son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, to die such a cruel death on Calvary's cross. For we recognize that without such a sacrifice, we will not have a hope of eternal life. Father, even now, we ask you to forgive us for the transgressions of our own heart. We know our flesh is weak, and we often fall short of thy will. For I pray that you will continue to bless us and keep us and love us all the days of our lives. And if we have been faithful until death, I pray that you will save us. For us in Christ's name, we do ask it all. Amen. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. We will not have a Community Corner uh, segment on the show tonight, so I just have two speakers on the show tonight. My first, In the first segment, my special guest speaker, my dear brother, Anthony Blunt. He serves with the Rockledge Church of Christ there in Rockledge, Florida. And Anthony is also one of the uh, co-hosts on the Gospel Train that airs on Sunday morning on Facebook Live and also on 94.7 FM, WWBC 1510 AM in Rockledge, Florida. And this second segment, my co-host is Isa Mullins. He served the Church of Christ there in Cary, North Carolina. He'll be making his proclamation of the gospel of Christ 
to close out the show. So open up your Bibles and open your minds. After the break, the next one should be that of my special guest speaker, Anthony Blunt. Enjoy the show. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. It ain't easy. No. Sometimes it gets hard down here, Lord. Sometimes it gets rough. So rough, so rough. Sometimes it gets tough for me. Has anybody been lonely all by yourself? Has anybody been sad, broken-hearted and sad? Have you even been met? You had to cry all night.
You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Give your attention to the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now my special guest speaker, Anthony Blunt. Good evening, Stevie. Are you able to hear me? Sir, yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, man. Also, man, thank you uh, for having me on on this evening. I want to say good evening to uh, all of our listeners on on this evening. and appreciate Stevie uh, for allowing me an opportunity to share with you all very briefly from God's book, the Bible. And we'll jump right into our lesson on this evening. We're going to launch from Luke chapter 22, and we're going to start at verses 31, and we're going to wrap up at verse number 32. That is Luke, the gospel according to Luke chapter 22. Verses 31 through verse number 32, and when you turn your Bibles there, this is what you'll find the Word of God reads. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has demanded permission to sift you like wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail, and you, when once you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. I want to take just for a brief moment to speak to us on this evening from the subject title, Failing is no reason to quit. Failing is no reason to quit. And and I trust and hope and pray that this word will be a blessing to you all as much as it was to me. I know that all of us are at some point in time in our life have struggled with failure. Tom Watson Sr., the founder of IBM, once had a top executive invest $12 million in a failed project. That executive returned to work with his resignation letter the next day saying, I am certain that you want to fire me, so I'm going to resign. Watson replied saying, no, sir, I do not want your resignation. I just spent $12 million educating you. It is time for you to get to work. It's been said, and I believe, that we learn more from our failures than we do from our successes. Failures serve to build humility, challenges, Uh, can help us, and and those failures challenge us to be creative and and to even innovate. Through failure, we learn to be resilient. We should not feel failure, for failure is not the end. In fact, it is just the beginning. When we look at the text here in Luke chapter 22, we find the apostles with Jesus just wrapping up what is commonly referred to as the Last Supper or the communion meal. As they're wrapping up, Jesus begins to talk to the apostles, and he tells them, the one that is going to betray me is right here among us. The Bible says that they began to talk among themselves about who that could possibly be. And it's strange, or maybe not, that after they finished talking about who could possibly be the lowest of them, they transitioned into talking about who was the best among them. Because nobody want to talk about who the worst, but everybody want to know who's the best. And that's what they begin to do. Who among them is the greatest or who among them is the leader? And it's at this time that Jesus steps in and begins to show them a new way of leading. Jesus begins to talk to them and teach them about servant leadership. And Jesus says that this way of leading is now how they should strive to be, using himself as an example having actually lived it, and even in the moment, living it out there with his apostles. Jesus transitions from this into warning Peter, as if to suggest 
that Peter was a leader among his peers. And as such, as a leader among his peers, he needed to be extra cautious. More important than being cautious, Jesus knew Peter needed to be encouraged. Failure will do that to you. Peter needed to be encouraged that after he failed, he could continue to serve as a servant, even after failing, that he could even leave. And Jesus prayed that Peter wouldn't quit after failing and even encouraged him. After you fail, Peter, help others. With that, we can all take courage. Say amen when you can. We can take confidence that the same is true for us as children of God, that failure is not final. And that failing doesn't make us failure. Failure is no reason to quit. I'll share with us three reasons, and I, the lesson will be yours on this evening, why we ought not to quit after failing. When we look at the Bible, the first thing that the Bible makes clear is we can't quit after failing because that's exactly what the enemy has desired. And we cannot let him win. We got to prove him to be the liar that the Bible says that he is in John chapter 8 and verse number 44. He is a liar and he is the father of lies. Who he said you are, you are not. You are who God has purposed you to be. Check out what the Bible says, though, in verse number 31. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has demanded permission to sift you like wheat. There's something about being out front that makes you an easy target. And Jesus points this out to Simon. Maybe because as a leader, there's no one in front of you. And even as Jesus served those that he led, he led out front. A new kind of leader that was in a class of his own. A leader that would wash the feet of his students. A leader that would meet the sinner where they were. Didn't require the sinner to come to him. A leader that selflessly gave even to those that were ungrateful. A leader that loved the unloved. A leader that helped even those that were helpless and could give nothing back in return. A leader that gave life to the dead. It's easy to attack him, huh? He, he got to be crazy. What's wrong with him? And now he's talking about he's God? They wouldn't let up on attacking Jesus. But he continued in his purpose as king of kings and Lord of lords as the leader out front taking on these attacks. Peter was clearly a leader among his peers. In Matthew 16, verses 13 through 17, we see it's Peter that speaks up first when Jesus asks his disciples, who do you say that I am? By the time we go over and we look at Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 through verse number 33, all of the apostles were afraid. They saw a figure out on the water, but it was Peter who stepped up when he realized that it was Jesus and said, if it be you, Lord, bid me that I may come to you. It was Peter that stood out. So it's no coincidence that Jesus calls his name as the one that Satan has desired to trouble. Now, I need to say something to you, Christian. Child of God, I need to speak to you because whether you want to be a leader or not, when you put on the name of Christ, you are out front. And you become, through Christ, the standard and the example to others. And people are watching. People are looking because people are prepared to criticize. Being holy and set apart automatically puts you out front. And if the enemy can get you to quit, out front, 
he knows that he can get others to see, and by default, he'll get them to quit too. So you can't quit after failure because the enemy wants that of you. And we got to prove him to be a liar. You're not a quitter. You are victorious through Christ Jesus. But the enemy wants you to be bogged down in your failures. To do that, to get you caught up and focused on that, uh, 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 to get you to quit, he thinks that all he has to do is expose all of the parts of you, even the good parts. Yeah. That, that's what the Bible is saying there in verse number 31. He says that, that, that he desires to sift you. And that's what sifting is. It's separating the good edible part of the grain from all the other parts that are not good for consumption. So even after going through, check this out now, even after we go through the, the growth process and the, the harvesting phase, what we see here is there's still more preparation required to be useful. That's exactly what we are seeing. See, Peter's already gone through and experienced some things with Jesus, but he hasn't been challenged with his greatest strength yet. There's a process, and we have to go through the process of being planted, of being watered, of growing, of being pollinated. There's a process that goes with this growth before we get to the harvesting. And even when we get to the harvesting, we see that there's more preparation required of us. And Paul sees that even through going or after going through all of that, he still has to face his greatest strength and being challenged in the area that he thought he was strong in, his courage. He was a rough and a tough guy. Peter was a brave guy, man. Peter was fearless. At least that's what he thought. That's how he saw himself. But Satan's intent is always to take the good that God meant for us and use it for evil, but be grateful, be thankful that God is good and the devil is a liar. God intended it for good, and he would get that from Peter. But the enemy wanted to use it against him by breaking him down and sifting him, doing exactly what God does with us, but using it for his purpose. You say, what you mean, Blunt, that, that God does that with us? Well, look at the Bible, Matthew chapter 3, verse 11 and verse number 12, and check out what the Bible says. It says, as for me, this is Jesus speaking, or John the Baptist speaking, rather, about Jesus. He says, as for me, I baptize you with water for repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, and I'm not fit to remove his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Think out what John says about this man, about Jesus in verse number 12. Listen, he says his winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clear his threshing floor, and he will gather his wheat into the barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Jesus wants the good in us that we might make it into the Father's storehouse. That's what Jesus wants. But Satan, Satan wants us to be consumed by the bad that we might be burned with the chafe. And we got to be careful that we don't let him win because that's what he wants. He wants the defeat to bring you down, that you might quit, that others might see, that they might quit as well, and he knows what God has purposed in you. So don't quit. Keep going. If that ain't enough, 
Check out what the Bible says in verse number 32, and, and maybe this might be enough to keep you going because Jesus believes in you. So you ought to believe in you. Check out what the Bible says in verse number 32. Jesus says, but I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. Mm. To be hit clear here, Jesus is not speaking about Peter's faith in himself. Jesus is speaking to Peter about Peter's faith in him, his faith in Jesus, his faith in God. And he knows that the faith that he has in God will not fail him. Jesus knew even after Peter uh, uh, or what Peter would do. Jesus knew. And even knowing that Peter was going to fail, even knowing that Peter was going to turn his back, Jesus knew and he had faith that he could give Peter all of the strength that he needed, not only to recover for himself, but he knew in him he could give Peter what he needed for himself and that he might be able to strengthen his brothers as well. He knew Peter could do it. And he knew because he knew the Father could do it in Peter. And he prayed for him. He prayed to the Father that he would do it in Peter, that he would use Peter. Jesus loves us enough to talk to his Father about us. He loves you enough to go to his father to ask for the things that you need in advance. And if you would call on him, if you would ask for it in his name, the Bible says that it will be yours. And I don't care who don't believe in you. Jesus does. I don't care who don't want to help you. Jesus has prayed for you that God will. He has prayed that you have faith in God and that your faith does not fail. The confidence that Jesus had in Peter to overcome wasn't so much in Peter. It was in what God could do in and through Peter. And if you will submit yourself to God, if you would believe what God has purposed in you the way Jesus does, even knowing your failures, and, and, and that's the piece that you cannot miss here. Jesus had this type of confidence in Peter, even knowing that Peter was going to fall. He still had this type of hope in him. He still believed in Peter. He was still praying for Peter. Peter, he knows what you're going to do and still loves you enough just like that. Jesus knew that in failing, Peter would expose his own flaws, but if he would trust God in exposing his own flaws, he would prove God's perfection. He knew it. It was the kind of confidence that we find in Psalm chapter 27 and verse number 3 where the Bible says, Though an enemy encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war arise against me, yet I will be confident. It sounds foolish on the surface, right? But I found comfort in 1 Corinthians 1, in verse number 25, where the Bible says, For the foolishness of God is wiser than man, and the weakness of God is stronger than man. Yeah. Yeah, that, 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 that's why the widow in 1 Kings chapter 17, that's why the widow could do what she did and not be a fool, not in God's sight. Because when you trust everything that you have to God, even when it ain't much by the world standards, God 
will deliver every single time. Just like David with Goliath, up against an enemy that seems impossible to defeat. But it ain't about you. It's about God and what he can do in and through you. And when you believe that like Jesus did, you know that failing is no reason to quit. I want to encourage you on this evening to keep going. And here's why, and this is the final point, and and the lesson will be yours. After failing, be encouraged that you still have purpose. (laughs) Amen. And, and, And I'm so thankful it just makes my heart sing to think that even after the failures that I have in my life, that God still loved me enough to have purpose in my life to be able to add value to his kingdom. A righteous sinner like me, a failure like me. But what the Bible says in verse number 32, in that latter part, this is what Jesus said. He said to Peter, and you, when once you have turned again, after you failed, Peter, after you fallen, Peter, after you came up short, Peter, after you in your weakness was unable to do, he says, after that, I want you to strengthen your brothers. After you fail, God has purpose for you. Jesus acknowledges, I already know what you're going to do, Peter. And he also asked Peter, listen, he also knows rather that Peter can turn again. And he knows Peter's turning and not only help Peter, but it'll help his brothers as well. He says to him, when you are turned again, that text in the text, uh, that turned again, it, it means to turn to or to cause to return specifically to the love and obedience of God. Jesus had faith in Peter that he would be converted, that he would turn back to the love and obedience of God. He knew through his failure he still had a heart of righteousness. And as such, he would rise after falling, just as the word claims in Proverbs 24, 16. Check out what the word says there. You need some encouragement? Here's what the word says. For the righteous fall seven times and rise again. Amen. But the wicked stumble in times of calamity. The righteous fall seven times but can rise again. There's purpose after your failure. And after being humble, that he would be even more impactful on his brethren. God can move in us through Christ, just the same as he did with Peter. And if, like Peter, we would still have faith after failing, faith like 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Verses 9 through 10, the Bible says this, that God's grace is sufficient. Therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmity that the power of Christ may rest upon me. (laughs) Your failures ain't no reason to quit. That's an opportunity for you to sing the praises of God as he come in right where you can't do nothing else. That's the opportunity that you bring glory to the name of God where it's evident that you couldn't, but he could. Stay strong enough to look our brothers in the face even after our betrayal. Seeing Jesus seemingly helpless even after our betrayal, it can't get much lower than that. 
betraying Jesus himself? And Jesus still had purpose for Peter? I need you to know that he has purpose for you. We got to be strong enough to share with those around us our weak and flawed true self and how it is only what others see it to be because of God and God alone who truly strengthens us. If you see any strength in me, I need you to know it ain't me. I'm weak, man. I'm frail. I'm fragile. I'm a failure. But it's still hope for me because God loved me. If that's you, guess what? It's still hope for you because God loves you too. If you're here on this evening, man, and you've fallen and you failed, I want you to get back up. Not because I want you to get back up, but because God loves you just like that. And he purposed that even after your failure, he still got work for you to do. I appreciate you, Stevie B. Hope that this message has been a blessing to all of those that are under the sound of my voice. Thank be to God for another opportunity to share the gospel message of his glorious son, Jesus Christ. May God continue to bless and keep all of you. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. When I see the
Listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. This is a program reminder. Stevie B Media Production presents. We're airing live shows here on Blog Talk Radio. The telephone number to the live show is 713-955-0508. And the website is www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash gospel light radio show. On Tuesday evening, I'm hosting a live show, What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. And this show will air every second, third, and fourth Tuesday of the month. The second Tuesday of the month, the show will air from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And we'll have a guest speaker from the Brotherhood of the Churches of Christ who will be making the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And also during this show, we have the Green Corner segment. This segment is designed for small business owners and entrepreneurs who have products and services for our communities. We also have two co-hosts on this show, Lou Gilbert, who serves as the evangelist for the Oakwood Park Church of Christ there in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and Isa Mullins, he serves with the Church of Christ in Cary, North Carolina. And the third Tuesday of the month, that show will air at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And my co-host is Dr. Antherica Lane. She's a board-certified obstetricianist and gynecologist. She serves with the Great Road Church of Christ there in Cincinnati, Ohio, and she'll be hosting her show, Conversations with Dr. Lane. And on the fourth Tuesday of the month, that show air at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And my co-host is Kelly Fletcher. She serves with the great, the Livingstone Church of Christ there in Indianapolis, Indiana. And she'll be hosting her show, The Kelly Fletcher Show. Then on Thursday evening, I'll be hosting a live show, The Gospel Light Radio Show. And that show will air from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And there are eight co-hosts on that show, Clay Phillips from the state of Georgia, Dr. Frank Washington from the state of Florida, Steve Carter from the state of Illinois, Robert Lee Johnson from the state of Florida, Glenn McMillian from the state of Texas, Stanley Hubbard from the state of Indiana, and Yusuf Ford from the state of Indiana, and Brian Christian Coleman from the state of New Jersey. And these brethren will be presenting lessons from the Word of God. And each week I have two of my co-hosts on the air with me. 
I'm also taking a question from my social media platform on Facebook called Shout It Out. I'll be posing to one of my co-hosts on that live show as well. Then on Friday night, I'll be hosting a live show, Stevie B. Acapello Gospel Music Blast. And this show will air from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. And this radio show is also the 2022 recipient for the Macama National Academy of Christian Acapella Music Artists Award for Outstanding Achievement in Record or Radio. On this radio show, I'm playing some of the world's greatest acapella gospel music artists, the sweet sounds of voices, and we're also interviewing artists, producers, writers, and we're also debuting new music and featuring old music on that show as well. And every third Friday of the month, I'm doing my top 20 countdown show. And we also have on-demand episodes. These are just a variety of musical platforms that you can use to listen to these shows. Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Apple iTunes, YouTube, just to name a few. And we also have recorded version shows. These are the live shows. They were album debuts mostly. Live shows here on Blog Talk Radio. And these shows can only be heard on iHeartRadio, on Deezer, and also on Amazon Music. Just search for Stevie B Recorded Version Shows. And we also want to thank all of our sponsors who are sponsoring these radio shows. If you'd like to become a sponsor, just contact my sponsorship manager, Michelle Marco from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Her telephone number is 954-687-4705. The three E's of Stevie B Media Production, it is the objective of this broadcast. We want to educate, we want to encourage, and we want to edify in the study of God's Word. And that will conclude our program announcements. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. My co-host, Isa Mullins, is up next after the break. Stay tuned for What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. And if you miss me from singing, singing. and you can't find me nowhere, Come on up to glory. glory. I'll be singing the faith. Yes, I will. And I know the Lord. He will greet me over yonder. Over on the other shore. Find me nowhere. 
What a word from the Lord radio show. Give your attention to the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now my co-host, Isa Mullins. God bless you and greetings tonight. It is a truly an honor and a pleasure to be able to share the word of God with you. I want to send a shout out to Brother Steve Butler for giving us a, a platform to talk about and share the word of God one more time with you. I hope you are enjoying your week, and I hope that you are understanding that we are only here this evening by the grace and the mercy of God. Our title for tonight's lesson is going to be, You Cannot Give Me What I Already Have. You Cannot Give Me What I Already Have. Our text this evening comes from Luke chapter 4, and we'll be reading Luke chapter 4. Verse number 1 through 13. Once again, the text is Luke chapter 4, verse number 1 through 14. Excuse me, 13. And it reads, Luke chapter 4. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness being 40 days tempted of the devil. And in those days he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And the devil taking him up into a high mountain, showing unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, all this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will I give it. 
If thou therefore will worship me, all shall be thine. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. And he brought them to Jerusalem and set him on a pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down from him. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. And Jesus answering said unto him, It is said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. Once again, this title of this lesson is called you cannot give me what I already have. First of all, I want to talk about the first portion of the word of God, and it said that the test was spirit-led. Jesus was led by the spirit out into the wilderness unto this test. And one thing that I don't believe that we grasp sometimes is that we all must be tested. No one likes the test, but the test is indeed very necessary. Joseph did not like the test. He was comfortable living with his father and with his brothers, not knowing that the test was commanded and the test was demanded. Job was the richest man of his time, and he was wise, and he worshipped God and did everything that was right in the sight of God, but there was a test that was commanded, and there was a test that was demanded. The first test was physical hunger. He tested the bread of life with bread. And there's many, many different hungers that we have that Satan likes to tempt us with. Him. I'd like to talk about the hunger of loneliness. A lot of us are sitting there in our homes right now, homes full of people. You have a, a husband, a, a wife, a children, and a dog, a car, and everything that you might want, but you feel lonely. You don't feel heard, and you don't feel like your needs are being satisfied, and that's when Satan comes in and offers you bread for your loneliness. Some of us are hungry for money or hungry for more money or hungry for success. And you're sitting there, you want more than what you already have. And you want your bank account to have more decimals in it. You want to be able to buy this car and you want to be able to buy these shoes and you want to be able to flash more flash and more, more money and have a better situation than your neighbors because it's seems to be that thing you buy financially. You wish that you were higher than you are. And Satan will come to you when he sees that you're hungry for money. He'll offer you a way to get more money. He'll offer you a shortcut. He'll offer you an opportunity or he'll put someone 
in your life that you think that is for you and they really are against you. Some of us are hungry for love. And that's a, a very, very touchy subject right now. Hungry for love. We, we're hungry for physical love. We're hungry for mental love. And men run and we, we, we chase love on the internet and we chase love in the bars and we chase love in public places and we chase love in private places and Satan directs you here and through, here and for, and we run around looking for love in all the wrong places. But if we turn in our Bibles to Deuteronomy 31 and 6 through 8, Deuteronomy 31, 6 through 8, is everything that Satan offers, I want you to understand that God has already given it to you. Deuteronomy 31, 6 through 8, and it reads, Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, be strong and courageous, for you shall go with this people into the land that the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall put them in possession of it. I want you to understand tonight, whether you're feeling lonely, whether money is on your mind, and whether there is love on your mind, I want you to understand that Lord your God has he is with you, and there is nothing you need that he cannot supply. He only asks that you put him first. Let's talk about money a little bit more. Can you please turn to Hebrews 13 and 5? Hebrews 13 and 5. And Hebrews 13 and 5, and it tells us, Keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Now, I want to, I want to cover the love of money right quick. There's nothing wrong with money in and of itself. Money is good. Money helps to pay your bills. Money helps keep you out of trouble. Money can help you uh, get to the next level, but the love of money is a problem. When you are ignoring your family, when you're putting God to the left and you can't attend church services because you've got three and four and five jobs, and when you, your money becomes your God, when you worship your money, when you're spending more time on Instagram and spending more time on Facebook looking to see what shoes are more popular, when which suit uh, looks better on this person so you can wear that suit, that becomes your God. The love of money and things can destroy you. Matthew chapter 6 and 24 says, No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. 
Matthew chapter 22, 37-39, Matthew 22, 37-39, and I'm reading from the King James Version. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love the neighbor, thy neighbor, as thyself. And what I'm understanding when I read this scripture is telling me that there's no room for anything else. If I'm loving my God with all of my heart, not part of it, not a piece of it, but all of it, I don't have room to love anything else. And he's not just telling me to love it with my heart. He's telling me to love it with my soul and with all of my mind. So he's telling me that my focus and my love should be on him. And then after I I focus my love on him, I'm supposed to love my neighbor just like myself. That way when I go into church, I, I, I hug you and you Feel the spirit of God coming from me into your body. When I shake your hand, you feel love. You feel my concern. You you feel that I really care, and I'm concerned about how you're doing. When you touch me, you're touching the love that emanates from God from my hand into yours. There is no coldness when we're dealing with the love of God. Before I go looking for love, I need to concern myself with my first love and loving my fellow man. Let's get that right. The next temptation was to worship Satan, and in return the world would fall at Jesus' feet and that Jesus would have it all. Right now, I want to point out how Jesus dealt with Satan. My brothers and sisters, I want you to understand tonight that Jesus was not emotional because emotion do not work on Satan because Satan doesn't care about your feelings. Satan does not care about how you feel, whether you're sad, angry, happy, or mad. He just wants your soul. He dealt with him from the word. When Satan comes for you, He is not moved by your feelings. So it's important for you to understand, for you to study and understand how to use the word of God, which means you must be able to understand 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 15. And that scripture says, study. One more time, it says, study. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 15, King James Version tells me to study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. Because when I don't know the truth, I'm ashamed. I, I become ashamed because anybody can lead me this way and that way, and I have no defense. I have no bullets for my gun. So Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 15, it tells me that I should read, that I should prepare myself for battle. My brothers and my sisters tonight, you must declare it right now in your home, 
right now in your car, right now at your job. You cannot give me what I all already have. Satan cannot give you something that God already gave you. Let Satan know that he cannot give you what God has promised you, what Jesus died for and rose again, what the Holy Spirit guides you to and directs you. He cannot give you what you already got. Amen. The last and final temptation of Jesus Christ was for him to jump off of a high place to see if God would save him according to Scripture. I must ask you the question tonight, my friends, my brothers, church, has anyone ever thought about tempting God? Have you ever thought about going somewhere you should not be, hoping to have a safe time? Have you ever thought about being with a person you know is evil or is wrong for you to be around, praying for things to go in your favor? The Holy Spirit, has the Holy Spirit ever directed you to go right? And you purposefully went left. Jesus told Satan that we should never tempt the Lord our God. But I I think I need to go a little deeper. I think I need to go one step further. The Bible tells me that I need to journey over to Romans chapter 6 and verses number 1 and 2. Romans chapter 6. Verses 1 and 2. And it reads, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Church, we must purposefully and habitually reject the offers of Satan. Satan wants to give you substitutions. He wants to give you off-brand gifts. He wants to offer you counterfeit Christianity. He doesn't mind if you go to church, just don't love anybody or attempt to learn anything. He will offer you a fast food type of life. That will eventually cause depression, anxiety, mistrust, sadness, jealousy, and eventually death. Jesus says, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Satan says, if you worship me, I will give you promotions. I'll give you degrees. I'll give you money and cars. I'll give you men and women to adore you. Jesus said, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Psalms 37, verse number 23 to 24 says, The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though he may stumble, he will not fall. For the Lord upholds him with his hand. Matthew 11, 28 through 29 it says, come to me, all you are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. 
Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Satan cannot give you anything because you already have it. My brothers and my sisters, Satan offered me peace, but it was only just a peace. It did not last, and when it passed, he showed me his version of love, but it was dark, and it was cold, and it felt like pain. He sold me some sunshine, but instead I got rain. I became disheartened and confused. Instead of him helping me, I felt hurt, sad, and abused. Then I tried Jesus, and he took me by the hand. It felt warm, and he helped me to stand. He looked me into my, he looked into my eyes, and Then he gave me grace. I hesitated to look upon his face. He lifted me up and took away my pain. He dried my tears and rebuked the rain. He said, walk with me, friend, and have no fear. He placed his words inside of my ear, cleansed me with his blood from sin. I was free. I turned to Satan and said, you cannot give me anything because God is all I need. I tell you tonight that you cannot give me what I already have. We must understand, accept, and realize that Satan is constantly popping up Burger King and McDonald churches all around this world. They offer a similar version of church, but it is fake. He's offering a similar version of love, but it is not real. He's offering you a similar version of what a man should be, but it's not a real man. He's offering you a similar version of what a woman should be like, but it's not a real woman. He's offering you a similar version of happiness, but it's not real happiness. He's offering you a similar version of worship, but he only wants you to worship him. He wants you to understand that he wants you to feel that there's no way out but to reach toward him. But God is telling you tonight to understand that I sent my son and he bled and he died so that you might understand that salvation comes from only me, only him. He is my beloved son. In him I'm well pleased. You cannot give me what I already have. Tonight, you've heard the word, according to Romans 10 and 17 and John 8, 32. I pray that something moves you and the Holy Spirit calls you to understand that you must believe the gospel that you heard tonight, according to Hebrews 11 and Verse number 6 in John 20 and 31, and after you have heard the gospel and after you have believed the gospel, that you would repent of your past sins because sin and, and God does not mix. And after you have repented of your past sins and confessed faith in Jesus Christ, according to Romans 10 and 10 and Matthew 10 and 32, and after you've done all these things, you must be baptized. And Galatians chapter 3 and 27, Mark 16, 16, and according to Acts 2 
and 38. And according to Revelations 2 and 10, after you've been baptized, you must be faithful unto death. I pray tonight that something that you've heard moved you. I pray that you can look Satan into his hollow, cold eyes and tell him, you can't do nothing for me. Turn your back on him and turn your head towards the cross. I I, I challenge you to gather your family together tonight in prayer, to let go and forgive one another, to love one another, to realize that time is running out on this life, that evil is getting stronger and the the days are getting shorter and you must reach toward God and and turn away from sin until it's before it's eternally too late. I want to thank you for this time. Be blessed and be with God. You cannot give me something that I already have. God bless you. Good night. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. With all the talk, what is your goal? With all the talk, what is your goal? With all the talk, what is your goal? Now that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know that heaven is my goal. No matter what they say, call me and I'll go. I'll tell you, I'm not saying Lord, I hear the streets are paved with pure and gold Breath of God flow gently through my soul Pearly gates shine, sparkles on a rainbow beam Lord, I give my all to you Please make my dreams come true
talk if they want to. I believe God knows. I'll never change my mind. Heaven is my goal. No matter what they're saying, call me and I'll go. I'll tell you I'm not saying heaven. Heaven is my goal. From the Lord Radio Show. Ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. I want to thank you for spending a little time with us this evening in a study of God's Word. I want to thank both of my speakers on the show tonight. My special guest speaker was Anthony Blunt from the Rockledge, Florida Church of Christ there in Rockledge. I'm sorry, from the Rockledge Church of Christ there in Rockledge, Florida. Certainly appreciate him coming on the show tonight. Anthony did a great job. That brother preached tonight. Also, my co-host, Isa Mullins, you'll hear him from time to time on this broadcast as well. He always does a great job in his proclamation of the gospel of Christ. I just appreciate both these both of these gentlemen for coming on the show tonight and sharing God's word with us this evening. What a blessing, ladies and gentlemen, what a blessing it is to be able to hear the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ on a regular basis. It's my prayer that these lessons this evening have been beneficial to your spiritual lives and your relationship with the Lord's been strengthened because you're not only tuning in this radio broadcast, but you've given yourself over to a study of God's word. So until we meet again, I pray God's continuing blessings upon your lives and that he bless you real real good. You've been listening to What I Word from the Lord Radio Show. I'm your host, Stevie R. Butler. And on behalf of my co-hosts, Isa Mullins, Lou Gilbert, uh, Dr. Etherica Lane, and Kelly Fletcher, we really do appreciate your love and support for these programs. Good night, everybody. God bless you. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show.
You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show.